Hey there, guys. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Web Slingers Podcast. Uh, this is the one and only show where we talk about all things Spider-Man and the Marvel Universe. Um, and what a packed show we got for you guys here today. Um, now, I do want to throw in a little disclaimer. Um, on this week's episode, we are not going to be taking any Q&A questions. Um, I know there were a couple people... Who had sent in some Q&A questions. Um, unfortunately, we didn't get enough Q&A questions to benefit a, an actual dedicated um, uh, segment for it. <laughs> so what we're going to do is we're going to hold off the Q&A questions for next week's episode, for next week's show. So, um, so we're definitely going to just um, hold them, hold it off, and uh, wait until next week's show uh, in order to do that. Also, speaking of next week's show, next week's episode of the Web Streamers Podcast is going to actually be premiering um, about an hour later than it would normally hit. Uh, normally, these episodes go up right around 6 o'clock, 6.30. Um, next week, next Saturday, uh, it's going to go up a little bit later, uh, right around probably 8 o'clock uh, is the latest that it will go up. Um, and the reason for that is because I have, um, some things to attend and some other things that are, that have my attention that need to be worked out and settled. And, uh, and I also have some pretty big stuff in the works as far as the said so goes. I'm going to announce that very, very soon. I have some pretty big things um, in the works at the moment. Um, so there is that. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just, um, so yeah, that's why next week's show is going to go up. Whoa. Whoa. Wow. I'm so tired. <laughs> it's going to go up an hour, uh, about two hours later than it normally would. So there is that. Um, all right, guys. Let's go ahead and talk about um. Let's go ahead and talk about the Marvel Universe, and because uh, we got a new episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier to review. But first, we're, thing we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about some Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So, um, Kevin Feige was recently doing an interview, and he confirmed uh, that Doctor Strange Two, aka Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness uh, is going to be, uh, has finished shooting. It has wrapped production. And, hold on, sorry guys. Just uh, switching out. My my phone was um, on ring. I had the ringer on. So, um, I used my phone to actually record through Anchor, through the Anchor podcasting app. So, uh, that's why you probably can hear some vibrating or some like uh, noises or or some like phone ringing. Anyway, back to Doctor Strange too. Uh, Doctor Strange, aka Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Kevin Feige was recently doing an interview and he talked and he basically confirmed that Doctor Strange two has officially wrapped uh, principal photography and uh, Sam Raimi, the director, is now going into. Uh, the po- is now going to start the post-production 
um, process, which is the editing, the visual effects, and the, everything is going to get done on Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And we know that the film will tie in to WandaVision and Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, so, obviously, this sounds like very good news. Um, we had heard that Doctor Strange 2 had, had to get shut down due to um, the COVID-19 lockdown restrictions in London. Um, because London, just like America, was being a bunch of idiots. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, but it caused the production to shut down. Um, they were on lockdown for about, I believe it was three months. Uh, and then they finally got back into production. Um, so it's nice to hear that they finally finished wrapping production. It, it's very similar to, um, hearing when, uh, when the Batman, uh, wrapped production. Once Batman wrapped production, I remember just getting a sense of, oh, finally it's done. This long journey of getting shut down, then start shooting again, then shut down, then start shooting again. I'm just glad it's now done and over with. Um, same with Doctor Strange 2. You know, Doctor Strange 2. Um, Doctor Strange 2 comes out in March of 2022. So um, it makes sense that they would finish filming right around this time. That way, probably around, I, I would say... September, maybe November, we'll probably get our first trailer for that for the film. Um, we probably won't get much just because it's gonna come out. Uh, it's gonna actually, you know what? I will say this. As far as the first trailer goes, I think we're gonna get one after the day uh, Spider Man No Way Home comes out. I think we're gonna get one right on that on the day Spider Man No Way Home comes out because. Like I mentioned earlier, um, Spider-Man No Way Home is going to tie into, is going to have tie-ins with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Um, uh, so I think we're going to get our first trailer then. But I want to take this time to do a little bit of uh, speculating. <laughs> um, because... I love doing some theorizing. I love doing speculations, even though sometimes I don't want. Sometimes it will break my heart if the it will uh, be different. But anyway, let's talk about some theories. Um. So we know at the end. Spoilers for the Wandavision finale. Wandavision ends. In, at least in the post credit scene, you know, Wanda is um, hiding away um, because she is um, being, I would assume she's going to be followed and hunted by the government because of what she did. Um, so she's hiding out in this forest. And in the post credit scene, we find out that she's reading the, the book that Agatha gave her. And... I said this before, but I'll say it again. I believe what's going to happen. Wanda Maximoff is going to read that book. And she's going to use it to try and bring her kids back. Because in that um, post credit scene, when she's reading the book, as the camera gets closer and closer to her face, you can hear the kids going, Mom, Mom, help us, help us. 
So she's going to use that book to bring her kids back. And I also believe that um, that it's going to end up being like uh, uh, The Mummy. Oh, it's just a book. No hard, no hard, uh, uh, what did she say? No harm ever came from reading a book. You know? <laughs> and then what happens in The Mummy? And Motep comes back and then he's unleashing the plagues of Egypt. Um, what's going to happen when Wanda reads that book? She's going to tear a hole in the multiverse and the in the space-time continuum and it's going to cause problems for Peter Parker because going into the next story we're going to talk about, I believe that's going to cause why that's going to be the reason why um, Alfred Molina is coming back as Doc Ock. And that's going to be the, I, and I do believe that's going to be the main reason why if Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are in the movie, I do believe that's going to be the ultimate reason why Toby and Andrew show up in that, uh, in that movie as well. Um, so Wanda's going to cause a lot of problems just by reading that damn book. <laughs> um, I want Rick O'Connell to come in though. I do want Rick O'Connell to come in and he, I want him to go, I told you not to play around with that thing. Didn't I tell you not to play around with that thing? Um, <laughs> I want him. Oh man. It's just so fun. I actually made a little edit that I'm going to put up on my YouTube channel. I made this little edit of um, of Wanda reading the book. And it just has the guy from The Mummy going, No, you must not read from the book. <laughs> um, so yeah, anyway. Um, but let's touch on this next topic because this actually ties into... Uh, the topic we had, we're, we're, we're talking about now with our theories and everything. And that is Alfred Molina talks about his role in Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, in an interview with Variety, uh, Alfred Molina said, uh, When we were shooting it, we were all under orders not to talk about it. Because it was supposed to be some great big secret. And then uh, he goes on to say, But you know, it's all over the internet. I actually described... Myself as the worst kept secret in Hollywood. Um, and he also went ahead and mentioned in their earlier conversation. That in their earlier conversation. And, and this is a quote from Variety. By the way. This is the, the Variety article quoting. Uh, in their earlier conversations. Molina said Watts told him. That the movie will pick up. Will pick up Doc Ock's story. From that moment in the river. Which in a franchise that includes. That include multiverses, time travel, and diverging timelines seems plausible enough. So, that moment in Spider-Man 2, where Doc Ock goes to take the reactor down, the, the machine, and he looks at it and goes, I will not die a monster. <laughs> uh, and then Peter fly, Peter swings away with Mary Jane, and you just see that shot of Doc Ock drowning with the the arms as as the lights on the arms go out. According to this article, John Watts told Alfred Molina that that 
is going to be where we pick up with Doc Ock. This is where my theories is going to come back into play. I think because of Wanda reading that book, she's she has now tear, tore open a hole in the space-time continuum. And as a result of that, um, Alfred, I believe Alfred Molina as Doc Ock is going to fall through, is instead, instead of drowning with the machine, I believe as he's falling into the water, a portal is going to open and he's going to fall into um, uh, Tom Holland's New York. Um, and then I believe that's the same way that uh, Electro is going to be brought. I don't. Actually, ooh, I don't know if Electro is going to be brought in from The Amazing Spider-Man 2. I think Electro's actually... Because Jamie Foxx came out and said on Instagram that um, I'm back and I won't be blue this time. So I don't know if they're going to use his exact character from The Amazing Spider-Man 2 or if they're planning on creating a whole new different type of Electro that Jamie Foxx is going to play. Um, but this to me is very exciting because look, first of all, you guys know how much I love Alfred Molina's Doc Ock, how much I love Spider-Man 2. I love that movie. I, 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 I still watch it. Like there are days where I, if I'm like having a bad day or if I'm like, I feel like watching a superhero movie, sometimes I'll just go and turn on Spider-Man 2 because it just, it's one of those comic book movies that just gives me everything I want from these comic book movies. Don't get me wrong. I love my big explosions and Avengers flying in and beating up Thanos. I love that kind of stuff. But I miss the days in comic book movies where we can just get really good character-driven stories. And that's what Spider-Man 2 is. Spider-Man 2 is a very good character-driven story. You know? That movie's a character study on Peter Parker. And you get to, and even you get to learn a lot about Doc Ock as a character. And you get to learn a lot about Harry as a character. Like, it's just everything about that movie is character. That movie is all 100% character. It's not just about, oh, look, there's Spider-Man. And he's going to fight Dr. Octopus. And they're going to fight. And they're going to... And the action's cool in that movie. Like... The train sequence is one of my favorite action scenes in any movie, period. Um, but that movie is all character. And that's why it's probably still to this day my second favorite Spider-Man movie. Because it just gives me what I want. I like sometimes... I like those superhero movies where you don't get to see... The the um the 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 hero, you know don't like the first Iron Man. That's why I think the first Iron Man works so well is because not the, uh, there's a lot a lot of that movie is just Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark, not as Iron Man flying in and beating up bad guys. No, that movie is really all about Tony Stark. You know. And same with Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2 is that same way. So when I first heard 
that they had cast Alfred Molina. Obviously, I freaked out and I got super excited for it. And for me, this whole thing right here, the fact that, first of all, the fact that he confirmed that, yes, he's in the movie, it, it gets me excited as a, uh, as a fan of, uh, well, as a fan of, um, uh, of, the uh, uh, as a fan of the character, but also as a fan of Spider-Man, it gets, it gets me excited to the fact that we're going to see these iconic villains brought back, you know? Because Doc Ock is my favorite Spider-Man villain in the movies. In the comics, it actually goes to Green Goblin. But out of all the Spider-Man villains we've had in the movies, easily my favorite one is Doc Ock. Alfred Molina as Doc Ock. Because he was the perfect translation of that character. You know, he was the perfect translation of that character. And Doc Ock has gone down to be one of my favorite villains uh in movies so um so yeah i'm very excited to see this and again like i said in my theories i think because of what wanda maximoff is doing she's gonna cause all these problems not just for dr strange but for poor peter poor peter parker is gonna deal with the fact that he that he's being framed for the murder of mysterio and now he has to deal with freaking like Doc Ock falling from the sky and like, oh, where am I at? You know, or he's going to have to deal with like Electro coming in and going, you can't see me. You see me. Don't you know I'm Electro? Um, <laughs> um but yeah, no, <laughs> um, no, I don't think that will happen. But I'm very excited to see um, where this goes, and uh, I cannot wait to see what comes next. So anyway, guys, we are going to get into Falcon and Winter Soldier. So if you have not seen Falcon and Winter Soldier, please go and Please go and watch Falcon and Winter Soldier before watching, uh, before listening. Because if you keep listening, um, you're going to get some things spoiled for you. And the spoilers begin in 3, 2, and 1. guys and uh we are now gonna get started with our spoiler spoilerific thoughts on falcon of the winter soldier episode five now we have one more episode to go after this episode and then falcon of the winter soldiers run ends um so let's talk about falcon of the winter soldier um 
Obviously, the past two episodes of Falcon and Winter Soldier, I think, have been perfect. I loved episode three, even though a lot, there were some people who didn't like it. I liked, I loved episode three, and I loved episode four. Episode four was probably my favorite sh- series, uh, my favorite episode in the show by far. Um, and still is. It still is. Um, this episode was a bit of a step down, but I still really loved it. First of all, I love the fact that it was an hour long. We got way more stuff with, um, we got a lot of character work. We were, it's funny how we were just talking about character work with, um, uh, Spider-Man 2. And that's basically what this entire, um, episode of Falcon War Soldier is. It's character work. First of all, it starts off in such an incredible way with John Walker running from the danger like he's running from what just happened you know and we obviously got that little mid credit a mid-season trailer uh that sneak peek of john walker uh standing in front of sam and bucky and he's like you don't want to do this and bucky just goes yeah we do first of all i loved it and when that when it was starting, I was like, "Oh, they're gonna start the episode with this. This is the the opening of the episode." And I and I like the fact that it was the opening of the episode, and I like the fact that they were like, "All right, yeah, no, Falcon and, uh, and Winter Soldier are they're gonna kick his they're gonna kick his ass," you know. Because he's become, he's, he just murdered somebody and he's become a threat, you know, and, and I like, you know, John Walker at this point, he's just snapped, you know, at least I believe so. I believe the, the super soldier serum has really just snapped him and he's become the villain. Um, I think Lamar's death was the only thing in the world i i think lamar was the only person in the world who was keeping him grounded as a good person but he has now after lamar's death become the bad guy um uh i love so yeah i love the fight between him falcon and bucky i love that fight i think it's great um it look i love the fact that they actually um decide they they in order to get the shield off of his arm they break his freaking arm like it's just like i i didn't think i was gonna see that in a marvel in a marvel tv show but first of all we're seeing somebody getting you know smashed in the face with a vibranium shield and now we're seeing somebody get their arm broken like this show is going for it as far as uh violence is concerned you know they're not worried about being too squeaky clean pg-13 no 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 we're gonna we're gonna show you some heart we're gonna show you some some bit of uh grit um and i love that i thought it was uh awesome um and i like the fact that bucky still decides to give the shield um to sam um and I like that him and Sam kind of go their own separate ways. Um, 
I don't know how I feel about Sam giving up the wings just so he can become Captain America. Um, I don't know how I feel about that just because I, I, I like the fact. Alrighty, and we're going to get right back. Uh, sorry, guys, I had to go take um, a phone call um, right in the middle of recording this episode. But that's what editing is for, right? Uh, Alright, so let's let's get let's continue on with um let's continue with this uh um so where were we um oh yeah so i like the fact that they go their own separate ways not a huge fan of the fact that sam's gonna give up the wings but i love the moment between bucky and zemo um i loved seeing bucky finally confront zemo and kind of making peace with him because you know Bucky throughout this um throughout the show thus far Bucky's been trying to make peace with those he's caused pain to and Zemo um although Zemo wasn't a result of it um Zemo was kind of one of those people he wanted to make peace with even though Zemo caused him a lot of problems after the fact that after the fact that Hydra had fallen. And uh, I love that moment. I love how he points the gun at Zemo and he shoots and he pulls the trigger and nothing happens. And then he drops the bullets and is like, I'm sending your ass to Wakanda. I'm handing you over to the Wakandans. And I love the fact that the Wakandans are like... And I, I personally... Me, when they, when they showed up... I had thought, oh, the Wakandans are going to send him to Wakanda and he's going to be sitting, spending the rest of his days in a Wakandan prison. But then Ayo says, Ayo or Ayo, um, she says, oh no, we're going to take him to the raft. And I'm like, really? The raft? Because the reason why I was a little confused there, because I was like, isn't the raft for super villain characters like for super for super powered beings like wanda maximoff like that's why most of team cap was in the raft because they are bigger threats you know like you got a girl there who can literally manipulate things with her mind you have um you have a guy who can shrink you know, which, by the way, one of my favorite moments for Civil War, just a side topic, one of my favorite moments for Civil War, Hank Pym always told me you never can trust the Stark. Who are you? Come on, man. Um. Anyway, but that's that's neither here or there. Um. Let's see. Um. Oh, I had just thought the raft was for super powered beings. But I guess it's really for, um, but I guess it's really all for anybody, I guess. I don't know. Um, but Zemo is going to spend the rest of his days in the raft, uh, prison. Um, which, a little bit of a bummer. We didn't get to see Zemo, um, be the big bad that I kind of thought we were going to see him be. Because I, I had personally thought that Zemo had been pulling the strings, but now I'm starting to think it might be somebody else. And we're going to get into that in a second. Uh, so I love that. 
Um, and I love the scene where John Walker gets stripped of his title as Captain America. And how he looks at those people and says, I'm not give uh, you, you can strip you may strip me of this, but I know deep down I am Captain America. And at that point I was like, okay, this dude has gone full fledged. He's the bad guy now. He's gonna be a big major I think he's gonna be and hopefully <laughs> I really hope they don't decide to kill John Walker. I hope John Walker decides to move forward in the I hope they decide to move forward with John Walker in the MCU because I do think John Walker has the potential of being a real big threat for the Fal- for for this side of the M- for this corner of the MCU the political uh thriller corner of the Marvel Cinematic Universe you know um and I think um John Walker could be a real awesome villain if they choose to continue moving forward with him i hope they don't kill him off just so we can see that uh as well um let's see um i love the scene with sam and isaiah um i love that conversation i thought it was so powerful and so moving um um, but I really want to talk about uh, Sharon Carter. Um, Sharon Carter, I think, is the power broker. I think Sharon Carter is the power is the power broker because we see her talking to somebody, and we kind of assume it's Backdrop. I, I th- actually, I think it might actually be Backdrop. I, I don't know. I couldn't really hear the person at the other end of the phone that well um, because they kind of sounded a little muffled. But all I know is that I heard a little bit of a French accent in there. So that's what makes me think that she's working with Backtrack. So either she's working with the power broker or she is the power broker. And it kind of makes me a little sad just because I love the character of Sharon Carter so much. I don't want her to become a villain. But if she is, that will be awesome. <laughs> that will be pretty freaking cool. If they decide to make her a villain, that will be pretty cool. Um, and I'm just like sitting there. I'm I'm watching this and all of a sudden she pops up and she's talking to somebody. And she's like... Um, I got someone who would like to meet you. And then we see Backtrack in the next scene and he doesn't want to be part of a group. He wants he just wants his revenge on on Sam, which is going to I think going to be a big major part of the final episode. Um I think in the finale, uh Bucky and Sam are going to reunite and become officially the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, they're going to become a team, uh, kind of brothers in arms at, at this point. Uh, I believe they're already brothers in arms, but I think they're going to officially become that brothers in arms um, by the end of the finale. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I still can't get over the fact that Sharon Carter might actually be a villain. This is like, like the, you guys have no idea how how like I'm shaking just thinking about it. This makes me so excited with the possibility 
of Sharon Carter being a villain. That is just yeah, it's it's amazing. Um so let's see. Let's uh let's see. Anything, oh, I loved seeing the whole training montage of Sam uh using the shield and trying to figure out and try to um use it to his advantage uh and trying to learn how to catch it while it's flying back to him. Um uh I just I loved that. I thought it was awesome. I also really like the ending where Sam opens up the briefcase and we know we know that it's probably going to be a Captain America suit. We don't know if it's going to be Steve Rogers if it's going to be the Steve Rogers Captain America suit or if it's going to be something that um because I want to see I believe Sam does have his own version of the Captain America outfit in the comics. Let me just see here. Um Sam Wilson Captain America comic. Um Just take a look here and see. Yeah, so there are some versions where his outfit kind of looks like the the classic um, uh, Falcon suit. Um, let me just pull up an image here and just take a look here and see. Um, Yeah, so there are some versions where his outfit, um, I think it's, yeah, I think that's going to be interesting to see how it's going to look in the, in the, in the show. Um, but I will say, although I don't want Sam to give up the, the Falcon, um, out, I don't, it's not that I hate the fact that he's giving up the wings, I just feel like he should still keep the wings because he knows how to use it. And gosh, can you imagine Sam using the wings while also using cap shield? Like freaking he's freaking flying next to a helicopter and all of a sudden the helicopter shooting at him. He could just turn sideways and block it using the shield while he's still flying in the air. Like how cool would that be? But whatever, they're not going to let him keep the, the wings. Whatever it is, what it is. Uh, they want to make him the new Captain America, which honestly, that's what the MCU is doing <laughs> with every character. You know, like Peter Parker is going to be the new Iron Man. Now Sam Wilson's going to be the new Captain America. What are we going to get? Uh, are we going to get a new Civil War movie where Spider Man's gonna? It's going to be Team Team Spider Man versus Team Sam Wilson, like. <laughs> <laughs> just it's just like it just feels like marvel is and that's one of my that's probably my my complaint with this episode in particular is that i don't like the idea of sam just calling himself captain america um because i do believe that the only person who should be called captain america is uh steve rogers because Steve Rogers is 
Captain America and Captain America is Steve Rogers. You know, that's that's just the way I see it. And I know that's the way a lot of people see it. I know I'm not the only one who feels that way. Um, so I never, I don't want a new Captain America. But if they're going to make Sam the new Captain America, it's it's all right. Look, whatever Marvel decides to do, I do put my 100% trust in them just because, look... They've, so far, I mean, we'll have to see how the finale of um, Falcon and Winter Soldier does. But I'm telling you what, man. So far, when it comes to their, when it comes to Phase 4, I am loving everything I'm seeing from Phase 4 so far. You know, from WandaVision to Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, Loki looks like it's going to be pretty amazing. Just uh, everything that, they're, that they are just going to be bringing in new and just pushing putting the foot on the gas and they're just gonna go and put out this content that it just feels just as great if not better than their movie like honestly wandavision is my second favorite story in the mcu behind captain america the winter soldier it is because it you know and Falcon and Winter Soldier, I think, is definitely going to end up being in the top ten. Uh, what in my rankings of the MCU? I think maybe it depends. We'll have to wait and see how everything else plays out. It might end up being in my top ten when it comes to my rankings for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, uh, we shall see how that goes. Um, so yeah, that is uh, that's going to do it for this episode of the Web Swingers Podcast, guys. Again, we're no Q and A questions. Um, that's going to do it for the Web Swingers Podcast. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, make sure you guys go uh, check out all the stuff we got going on right here on the Zeke Said So Podcast. And uh, again, like I said, I'm working on something pretty big um, that I'm hoping to announce uh, in the near future. Oh, wow. So, sorry, guys. You, you can tell I'm tired. Um, so, guys, uh, that will do it for this episode, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, and uh, I have a new way of signing up for the Web Slingers podcast. Instead of saying, I'll talk to you guys later, peace out, I'm going to say, until we meet again, and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this, okay? Here's, here's what I will say. <clears throat> okay, are you guys ready for this? Here we go. I love you all 3,000. And always remember, with great power comes great responsibility. Thank you guys for listening. See you later.